Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sneaker Podcast. I'm Julian Osius, and I am here today with Jake Willard and Nick Heimberg. How you doing, guys? You're pretty excited, Nick. You're in a good mood. Oh, I'm very excited. And I'm we'll, going to be very excited for a very long time. And we're going to talk about that later on the podcast. But that's just a little teaser. Someone someone big that he follows kind of did something cool. So that's Something pretty cool, pretty cool too. Something pretty Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, we're we're content monsters today, Julian. We, we filmed a video with the video desk. So be on the lookout for that with the Daily Emerald. That's going to come out soon. So we did that this morning. We got some Taco Bell for lunch. Now we're primed and ready to record a podcast. I want to ask Nick. Nick, what do you reckon on feet today, dude? Um, today I'm just wearing some basic all white Converse. Nothing, no frills. Yeah, nothing but too fancy. No frills. Get, gets it done. Yeah, it looks good. What are you wearing, <laughs> Jake? What are you wearing today, dude? I'm wearing a pair of shoes that I never thought I'd wear for casual, but uh, I'm I'm pulling it off. And I've it's weird that I'm saying that because I was super skeptical of people who wore these shoes for casual. You're the guy who hates on people. I for do. These I do. Casual. But I have I have good reasoning for it. Um, okay. and I'll explain it shortly. But I am wearing the zoo or the Vaporfly Four Percent Flyknit. Uh, from Nike, and obviously this is a marathon training shoe or racing shoe, I should say. Uh, it's got the the four percent foam in the sole, and then the Zoom X foam, I think, is what they're calling it. Um, and then the carbon fiber plate. Um, it was worn by Elliot Kipchoge when he ran the Breaking Two marathon for Nike. So yeah, I was pretty mad when these first came out, um, just because I wanted to get a pair, and they sold out immediately. And that was because all the hype beasts got their hands on them. And so I was pretty livid. I'm like, okay, these shoes are made for performance running. They're definitely not made for casual wear. And I was mad that people were trying to sell them for a lot of money when I wanted to run in them. Um, and so I had to wait until the Flyknit variation came out and they stopped selling out on the Nike website to finally get my hands on a pair. I am wearing these today because I am running the Eugene Half Marathon in, in one week now, or a little bit more than a week. It's on Saturday f- or Sunday following this podcast coming out. And so I need to break these bad boys in because I'm racing a half marathon in them and I have not run in these enough. So I figured walking around in them might be good. <laughs> I hate myself for walking around in these things, though. They're not made to be walked around in at are, all. Are you, are you hurting a little bit? A little bit. dude. Like my legs are feeling like jelly, not going to yeah, lie. Yeah. Um, I mean, the cushioning is, is crazy. Like you feel like you're coming down on a cloud, but you still have the springiness to like step forward, which is ridiculous. I don't know. The craziest science whatsoever. These shoes should be illegal for runners because there's no way that like these aren't making people like 20 times faster or something crazy. I mean, 4% faster is supposed to be the, the term, but yeah, these are these things are, are ridiculous. So I'm breaking them in. That's why I'm wearing them. That's my excuse. But Vaporfly 4% flying it. Gotcha. And Julian, yeah. what, what do you got on feet today, dude? Um, I got my uh, my beaters on today. My uh, LeBron 7 cool gray lows. It's a good beater, though. It's a it's a nice beater. They're way more comfortable than I ever thought they'd be. I got like a rip in them like two weeks ago, which sucks. But now they're even more beaters. It's Big fine. rip. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, it's been a good week. Uh, we, we touched on the last week that it was a really important week for sports. Um, again, baseball was in full effect this weekend. The uh, NBA playoffs started. The Masters this weekend. Last week we had the NCAA basketball men's and women's championships. So we got all those good, exciting sports events, and we had some cool shoes coming out with that. And now we have the week after where it's kind of like a little bit of a lull. Mm-hmm. So we're we're trying to get back into the hype uh, going into the late or the middle of spring, early summer yeah. type action. And uh, not too much coming out this week. Well, one thing that, speaking of NBA playoffs, one thing that was supposed to come out that we haven't seen yet, no one knows what's going on, Greek Freak 1s. Nobody knows what happened. The playoffs have started. The Bucks are playing their second game tonight as we record this podcast. We don't know what's going on with these shoes. Nothing. He, the Bucks won by 40. Giannis put up like 30-something in some Kobe's. 
What's up with that? Nike. There, there's some cool Kobe's. They were least. great. There was some really nice Kobe ADs, but Nike. Where is the Greek Freak one? I actually just don't know. No one knows. I haven't heard any word about it whatsoever. They haven't said anything. I know Giannis like went on Instagram and like posted a picture of all of his playoff Kobe's too, which makes me nervous that we're not going to get it unless they maybe make the finals. Which if they do make the finals, and he, sick. and he debuts his first shoe, and then when they beat Golden State in the finals, yes when, um, yes when, <laughs> yes when, uh, that'll be really cool. Nice like little history on the Giannis one, the Greek freak one when uh, he gets his first ring with him. That'd be pretty sick. That would be crazy. So we don't know what's going on with that, but always that's definitely worth talking about, or at least mentioning that we don't know what's going on with that. But there's a few little sneakers here or there that we also kind of now touch on that are releasing. I don't think we need to go too in depth on them, but. There's some stuff coming out that we were looking forward to. Um, Julie, you're talking about the Kyrie and the KD for the EYBL. Yeah, uh, those are pretty dope. I mean, they're they're kind of standard EYBL stuff where they're multicolored. They're really cool on two of the more popular uh, Nike basketball shoes of the year. And um, the EYBL, I I always think their stuff's pretty cool. It's with the it stands for the Elite uh, Youth Basketball League, and it's run through Nike. They get really good like AAU players and high school players. Get them into the same gym uh, for like a little tournament over a weekend, and it's pretty cool stuff. They give them a bunch of free gear and these shoes in particular, and it's cool to see just every reoccurring shoe every year since for the last like ten, really. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that the kids playing in the tournament get their hands on, a, on an exclusive colorway and things it, like that. Exactly, and a lot of them probably wind up selling them, which sucks, but I mean, good for them. They get a cool pair of shoes if they keep them. If not, get a little bit of cash because they won't be getting that cash once they go to college. <laughs> Ouch. Nick, you like these colors? These colorways are pretty nice for you? Uh, yeah, I do. Again, like as Julian was saying, it's cool to see them come out with just things that are specific for this tournament. They're not just giving them a general colorway that they have released on the website. It's new to everyone. It's new to them. They get their hands on it. They're not putting it out to the public. Um, and I'm also just a big fan of kind of crazy colorways anyways. So it's, it's cool to, yeah, it's cool to see every year them do something different. And it's, I mean, being part of something so like elite for these types of players should be enough, mm-hmm. but you know, so a little bit more incentive to like go cause you really want to get next year's pair. It doesn't, doesn't hurt, you know, gear goes a long way in life as we've learned. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, also, another shoe coming out this weekend. You guys aren't as hyped for it as I am, but I will not be buying it. But I'm always excited for a cool Nike SB. Uh, we have the Nike SB Dunk High Dog Walkers. It's kind of just a really interesting uh, silhouette. It has like a Dalmatian polka dots on it, and it just kind of reminds you of like a, like has dog fur. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a really interesting shoe. Um, Nike SB does a good job with like interesting takes on things like they have with pigeon dunks and like different types of shoes like that and i i always appreciate another uh unique entry to the list yeah i mean like i feel like for me like my big thing is i I think i'd like them better if they were a low um i think i just personally like sb lows dunk lows a little better than the highs but uh i mean definitely execution looks good like they use some good materials on it like pretty diverse and like yeah i mean it's cool when they they're willing to go the extra yard for for a shoe um, and make it look cool and make it look different and go with a the theme. I mean, if you're going to commit to a theme, you got to commit to it. I and think make shoot. it like look like the theme. Yeah. Sometimes they don't always mm-hmm. hit the mark on yeah. that. And, and I think this one, they, one definitely they definitely did on this one. So pretty cool. Definitely excited for those. Um, what do you think of, okay, so Adidas, James Harden, Volume 3 shoe. So they've got a shoe coming. It's called Different Breed. Um, and it's a, it's an amalgamation of all of his different uh, colorways from this year. 
basically a knockoff of the Nike What The, um, just different name, obviously. Um, I mean, obviously, Nike kind of did the idea first, and Adidas is taking it, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't know, but like, how do we feel about that? And how do we feel about this colorway, the shoe? Um, I, I like it. I mean, it's cool to see um, a Harden that actually makes at least some sort of sneaker news because they usually don't. It's just a good encore shoe. Big facts. Which um, Adidas is pretty good at making the encore shoes, and it's hard for them to branch out and get it to the streetwear besides a few of the Damian Lillards over time. And uh, besides that, I mean, this is another one finally kind of hits the mark with the hard line. It's less out there than a lot of the Nike What the Basketballs. Which have like patterns and stuff. This is like pretty much strictly color, so I, it's pretty cool. Harden's had a great year, so a nice little way to wrap it up with a cool shoe. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I like this one more than I, I thought I would for an Adidas basketball shoe, um, which is nice. Nick, you, how do you feel about these? They're okay. I'm not a huge fan of the Harden silhouette, so they don't do too much for me. But again, seeing a shoe that's that's so different and just kind of combining everything that's that's happened over the season. It's cool to see. I always love when Nike does it. Uh, the KD six, what the, is one of my favorite, one of my favorite Nike basketball shoes of all time. So it's cool to see other companies kind of kind of do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Jew, what else we got? We got a uh, big news that came out of Nike today with the Jordan One bread, the band bread colorway that retroed back in 2015, is coming back this uh, this Black Friday, and from what Jake has told me. This is going to be the biggest Jordan release in terms of quantity mm-hmm. and amount of shoes because it's going to be full size from youth to uh, men and women sizes um, that not Jordan's ever done. The most amount of shoes. Allegedly. I mean, Alleged, I've heard, yeah, I heard that, some rumors. These, so these are, these are all super early rumors. And so obviously it's scary when like people want to jump on the hype. This is exciting because the bread one, most, one of the most iconic Jordan 1 colorways of all time. They're bringing it back in the original cut, the OG cut. So it's like the higher, like I think the, it's going to be a higher cut. So it's, it's less be, of a mid and a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, it's more of a high. of a high top, like the true high top fashion. Um, and so that's that's a big selling point for it. Um, and yeah, all the rumors are saying it's coming out on Black Friday, that there's going to be the most, the biggest uh, stock numbers ever. Um, but I mean, so people are super excited about that because obviously it's such an iconic shoe, iconic colorway. Um, but it's always, you got to be hesitant when you hear these initial rumors because we're so far out from Black Friday still and like things could change. Jordan could change their mind. Maybe it's not even going to look like like a bread one. Maybe it's just going to be bread colorway, like in some different variation. Like you never know. And so like there's kind of a little caveat with that. Like, yes, hearing rumors, we don't know if they're necessarily true or not. Nike is not confirmed nor denied. Um, but it's, it's exciting nonetheless if it's actually <laughs> is going to happen like they're saying it's going to happen. And so. we were talking a little bit about this earlier. I know Jake and I were. I haven't heard what Nick's had to say about this yet. But, I mean, when that comes out, if and when that comes out, we're likely going to want to go get a pair, especially if the numbers are correct. It's going to be hopefully easier to get one. We're probably going to go and get us a pair or two. I mean, you never know. I mean, with the, the Concord 11s, like, there was supposed to be, that was supposed to be the biggest stock of an 11 ever, and those still sold out, and those are still reselling. You can make money on those if you bought them, and they're selling them for dead stock. So, like, that's kind of crazy, and I think that the Concord 11's a little bit more so like that at that level versus the Bread One, just because I think the Bread One has a little bit more of like a a wider audience to it. Like general people, if even if they're not a sneakerhead, might appreciate this one more than a Concord 11. Like you have to be a certain person to wear a Concord 11, but I think a Jordan One, like that's pretty everyone can wear that shoe. I think they can pull it off. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But I mean, Nick, you want to get a pair of these, dude? 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, black and red is my favorite color combination of all Shout time. Shout out to Portage. I think, Portage. I think uh, the Jordan 1 is probably my favorite Jordan silhouette. That and the 4. Again, like you were saying, it's just a really easy shoe to wear, whereas with the 11s, with the white with the black patent leather kind of kind of pops really loud, and some people aren't able to wear it as easily as others, or you have to like have a specific style for something like that. Uh, whereas with the Jordan one, I think it's, it's just really easy to wear with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be cool. I'm, I'm still a little bitter that we're not getting another Chicago colorway of the ones. It's not, there's not, we, we, we could don't get know. it. We could get it. The year is young. That's true. And this is still early, but I don't know. I mean, I'm still bitter. Like we just got the Spider-Man stuff last year. That wasn't a Chicago one. Come it was on. not. It was not. The movie was good though. It was. That Spider-Man It was. was and I love that they tied good. it in Jordan. So that was really exciting, but. So yeah, bread ones, super big news. Um, yet to be seen if it actually happens, but if it does, super sick. And also kind of pertaining to breads, kind of big news. Um, the bread four released this past Monday. It's kind of just a, a shock release, a little bit of an early chance to get it. If you logged into the sneakers app, some people had early access. I was I was one of them, which is surprising because sneakers app hates me. And it hits uh, everyone. It dude. really it really does. Anybody with like money in their pocket it hates and if you don't it loves you <laughs> and that's me right now that's no money so and it loves me and so i i got in i managed to get a pair of my cart and i could not get it i wouldn't have anyway i don't think mm-hmm. but that's a, it's still a really good shoe i mean the bread four is probably one of the top two most iconic of the silhouette i'd say and for it to be coming back is really cool it's official release is supposed to be a later in may or i want to say around the 20th but I don't know the exact date, and it's pretty cool that Nike gave out probably there was probably like a hundred pairs honestly <laughs> Who knows, that, that yeah. came out early. They're doing like the Travis Scott one type of treatment yeah. where they drop it a little early, uh, get some people in it, get a little bit of hype up for it for when it actually releases. Yeah, so it actually releases on May fourth, so that's okay. Star, so Star actually Wars pretty Day. soon. Yeah, so it's coming up soon, um, and a lot of people are super excited for its return. Um, very iconic Jordan Four colorway. Anytime there's a Jordan that has bread, black and red, um, it's always gonna it's always gonna do well, um, and people are gonna love it. So, and bread Elevens are supposed to come back this year too. This is gonna be the year of the bread. They're gonna bring back all the bread colorways. Hey, give them to us. Yeah, we'll take we'll, it. We'll take them all. We are not complaining at all. So that's really cool. Um, so you have those to look forward to. I think there might have been one other shoe we wanted to touch on as we scroll through our our applications and news sources right now. There's supposed to be a, a, a acid wash denim Jordan Six at the end of the year. That's kind of random. Well, but. well, yeah, super random. But if it's anything like the the, the Jordan pack. Four Levi pack, then hey, that could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panda Queen August Rasky. There's a Panda Jordan One coming out. The official release date May twentieth. She's excited for those. Um, so those are cool. Women's exclusive. Um, if you couldn't get a pair of Shadow Ones, this is a really good alternate. It, it almost might be better if you're into like different types of materials and stuff because it's not just all tumbled leather so mm-hmm. that's kind of cool yeah and um that was... that's that's about it from the jordan news especially but something that we're going to talk more about something that didn't release which is a little annoying again uh going back to the sports of this weekend the biggest golf event of the year the masters just happened with i think most people who like follow sports to any sort of degree would agree that this is probably the biggest comeback and redemption story probably that's ever happened in sports of Tiger Woods, the one and only. He came back and he won. He won the Masters. 
He he led coming in, or he was down coming into the day, took the lead late, had a few birdies at the end of the last few holes, and managed to hold on to his lead and win his fifth Masters and his first major in 10 Four, years. I think it was over, four, over 14 years. years. First Masters in 14 years, first major in 11. 11. This is why we brought in Nick Heimberg today. He's, 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 our, he's our Tiger Woods guy. Yeah, our <laughs> golf analyst, Mr. Nick Heimberg. Uh, he he was very excited. We have our little friend group. We have a couple guys who are into golf, and we were all pretty excited about it. And we're already planning to try to find a tee time soon and get out on the course because that's that's the influence that Tiger has in the world. Absolutely, it's uh, it's pretty crazy seeing seeing an athlete like Tiger Woods, even though he's gone through all these different personal things and he's had all the injuries with the two back surgeries the knee surgeries, the fusion, um, seeing him be able to overcome all of that and 11 years after winning his last major at the 2008 U.S. Open, which was on a torn ACL and double stress fracture in his left leg, um, everyone said he was done. In 2017 at the Champions Dinner at the Masters, he even mentioned that he thought he might not he might never play again. Um, not never win. He said he would never play again. Never play. He was having trouble walking. He didn't, he didn't think he was going to be able to go play golf for fun with Phil, just just for fun. And now he was able to... Yeah, he was having trouble walking. He couldn't stand. He couldn't lay down. He pretty much couldn't do anything without having shooting nerve pain in his back. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty insane being able to see him go from December 2017 when he played at the Hero World Challenge. He was ranked 1,199th in the world. And now, after this week, he jumped from, I think, 12 or 13 to number 6 in the world, which is just, nobody thought any of it was going to happen. Um, and it's just a really awesome moment in sports, especially for, for Tiger fans and golf fans like myself and Jake. And But just for general sports fans, it's really cool to see a comeback story like this, because this is kind of the stuff that we watch sports for. Yeah, and I think the biggest exclamation mark for me, there were two things that really kind of like struck me on this one. It's like, so they're comparing his first Masters in 1997 that he won. He hugged his dad after he won, um, and his dad had just gone through, I think it was heart surgery. Um, and so it was very surprising that his dad was going to be there considering his uh, health concerns. Um, and so hugging his dad was a big emotional moment. And then this one, 2019, hugged his son. Uh, first person he hugged was his son and his, his daughter, and then his mom was there too. And so kind of just that dichotomy, the first one was for his dad, this one's for his son. And so that kind of evolution of Tiger from just a golfer to a father and then still being able to share this with his kids was really powerful. Um, and then also Sports Illustrated, random on the cover. This is the third time in Sports Illustrated history. Ever. Ever. Third time ever that they ran just the picture. No title, no text, no nothing. Because the picture was powerful enough, and the moment was powerful enough, and the, and to kind of put that into context, um, the the one that I think of that stands out to me that was the Sports Illustrated, no title, nothing on the cover, was the uh, the Miracle on Ice, and when you think about the Miracle on Ice, that was an that was an insane um, underdog story, probably the biggest that hockey will ever have, and. But it was so much more than that, and I think that's kind of where this this no title will come from. It that had implications with us beating Russia, and we're in the Cold War, and we're we're having these international uh, troubles. And to kind of have the the USA hockey team rally and kind of win and gather everybody's like patriotism like up, that was just like a really big moment of hope for just the country in general. I mean, people who don't care about hockey. 
know how important that is. Mm -hmm. And so for this event of Tiger winning the Masters to be kind of put up with that, at least in the eyes of Sports Illustrated, that's like really powerful. You got to you got to think like that. They know that this is as big of a moment as it really is. And so I think we're a sneaker podcast, obviously. And if Sports Illustrated can realize that, why can't Nike? Why, well, where where was Nike in all this? And they didn't do anything. Yeah, it's the it's the one negative to this week that I found is the lack of merchandise put out by Nike. Going into the week, they were supposed to have four different uh, Nike golf shoes come out in Masters themes. They were with green snakeskin and uh, and white. I think was the colorway that uh, praying hands for Amen Corner. It was just really cool to see them do something for the Masters that they hadn't done before, I don't think, at least not that I've seen. I know Adidas the past two years, they did a pair of golf shoes that were modeled after the pimento cheese sandwiches that they serve at the Masters, which is iconic there. And then this year they did peach ice cream sandwiches, and they were both their boost golf shoes. Uh, and so it was really cool to see that Nike was kind of going to step into that field this year. And then we get a couple days before the Masters, and they announced that they're cutting the line. They're not going to sell it. And even Jordan brand was supposed to release a Jordan 11 that was in the same colorway, which I think a lot of people were even more so were excited about those than the Nike ones. And those got cut too. And I don't know if it's just something that's going on at their, their factories with the, the Greek freak ones, not releasing and, and the golf shoes not releasing and them not putting anything out for tiger. I just, I don't understand how they could miss such a big opportunity for, a merchandise line. And and it's a company that we always seem to to kind of give credit to being really optimistic or not opportunistic is the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. Um they they see an opportunity with I mean whatever it is, March Madness, they put out shoes for every school. Um for like the Boston Marathon, they'll put out stuff. I mean, whatever big event is going on, they usually put stuff out. And it was exciting that finally for the Masters, the biggest event in the sport, they were going to. And then to follow it up with not putting anything out beforehand, with not putting anything out for their star athlete that they've had for the last two decades of the sport, to not give him anything, any sort of uh, winning merchandise. He has a building on the Nike campus, too, named after him, which is crazy to me that they're not yeah. going to do anything for him. And maybe they, maybe they do. I mean, maybe this coming Friday they just drop some stuff. Yeah, Which would hope, be cool. Hopefully they're working on something. But it, it's just really strange that they couldn't get whatever college intern that <laughs> does their product design yeah. to uh, be like, hey, can you just like mock up some Tiger stuff? Even if it was bad. I mean, it didn't even matter. Hey, just, I, I was telling Nick they could put a red shirt that says Tiger Woods on it. That's it. it. And it would have sold out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they really dropped the ball on this at, one. At least they came out with the, the mock neck polos that he wore this week, which are iconic in that that's the same that's the same style that he wore in 2005 when he had won the masters um so they released those which are really awesome like really want one of them and then they also released um a polo that he wore during one of his press conferences i think it was on wednesday uh that was just all black and had a little emblem of his head cover that he calls frank which is also a tiger of course uh had that little logo on there which is something it's a logo we've never seen uh, not really something you'd kind of expect out of Tiger to wear in a press conference, but uh, that was also really awesome. But having some stuff post-Masters, like, oh, number 15, Masters champ type of stuff would also be very cool for people to see, and I think a lot of golf fans would buy into that. 
Mm. And to kind of like tie it in with like, again, sneaker podcast and, you know, like a, a just a sneaker culture podcast. So it's also like the hype beast stuff and mm. brands and streetwear and stuff like that. I mean, in a few years when something becomes retro, people love to wear it, right? And so you would you would really think maybe it wouldn't affect streetwear now, but in ten years you might see people with some Tiger Woods Masters twenty nineteen type stuff. Cause you, you see that in every sport. I mean, you see Vancouver Grizzlies gear now and nobody liked the Grizzlies uniforms when they had them. Mm-hmm. But like we you know, you look back, you're like, Oh, that's cool, they don't make that anymore and I kinda wanna go get it. So Hopefully they do make some stuff and it, it can uh, not only affect our, our sneaker culture now, but in a few more years and get some more people playing golf, maybe. Maybe some more golf shoes in the future. Actually put it out. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be really nice, to be honest. And it's just like, it's shocking that Nike didn't do anything um, and I hope something's coming. Um, but just in general, like we talked about the Greek Freak stuff too, like that, like... And I don't think I don't, I'm trying to think. I've been trying to think about this for a couple of days. Like I don't know if Nike ever officially said that when the playoffs come that they were going to release it, and maybe it was just sneaker leakers or people assumed or people close to the to Giannis or something. Um, and so I don't know. It's just kind of like there just seems like there's a lack of communication right now, which has kind of been a bummer. Um, so I don't know. I mean, because I was excited for the Creek Freak ones, and I think we all were, and I think we we're all excited for Tiger. Um, as well. So you hope that it's just a fluke right now, or maybe it's just a, a rough week or whatever it may be. Um, but I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see, um, Nike, Nike, I don't know. They failed, they haven't failed us all the time, but when they do, it definitely hurts. Yeah. And it's a company that we've kind of come to, uh, really rely on to be the ones to, to carry an event all-star game weekend every year. It's Nike's, it's Nike's weekend really. And, um, maybe they'll be able to save themselves from this lack of product. Who knows? Mm Mm-hmm. But either way, congratulations to Tiger. Congrats, Tiger. There, if you're listening, I want to I want to say congratulations. We'll, we'll tag Tiger. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if he gives a make listen. Sure, make sure he gives us a listen. Um, I just like I think I want to say one thing more thing too. It's like the nostalgia that I felt watching Tiger like <laughs> on on Sunday. Nick's getting so excited right now. The nostalgia that we felt watching Tiger because I feel like growing up, especially for Nick and I, like like watching Tiger on Sundays, that was something that our families would always do, and it was a big deal. Um, and obviously we haven't had that for a long time. And so like just watching him do it this past Sunday, um, in 2019, that was just so cool. Like it brought back so many good memories of watching Tiger growing up. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I was never a huge golf fan until I think about when I was 19 is when I started following it pretty, pretty seriously. Um, but even before that, I knew when I was growing up, like Tiger Woods was always one of my favorite athletes, even though I wasn't watching golf consistently. Nobody else in my family is a huge golf fan, so it just like never came up. But I remember watching him. I remember my whole family watching him in the playoff in 2008. We were all going crazy the entire time. Um, and just even watching watching videos of like on YouTube is kind of how I've gotten my fix of Tiger's greatness. Um, just watching, you know, highlights from the different Masters, U.S. Open, Open Championships, and PGA, and everything that he's won. Uh, and the great thing about, even though we felt that nostalgia, and it's like, oh, it's back to old times. That's not like this past weekend wasn't the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like he's still, he's got Beth Page coming up next week for the PGA Championship, which he won the 2002 U.S. Open at. He's got Pebble Beach in. June for the U.S. Open, which he won in 2000, the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach by 15 strokes. And then he has the Open Championship in July, 
which I don't know. I think it's at Portrush this year. I don't know if he's ever played at Portrush, but uh, open championship style golf, links golf is just set up for his game. Driver's usually been something that he struggled with, not this week, which is awesome to see. Um, but link style golf is one where you don't have to take driver as much um, and you can get really creative around the golf course. So I think this is, again, the start of the second the second part of Tiger's career. He made history on Sunday, but there's still history to chase, and it's going to be exciting to, to continue to watch that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing I want to touch on before we wrap up here. it's uh, We've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again in the future, I'm sure. Um, every sports outlet you've seen has talked about it. Zion Williamson, he's declared for the draft. He's going to get a shoe. We know it's coming. Whether it's with Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, Puma, Brand black, I don't know, triple B's. Shout out to Big Baller brand if, they're, baller even, if brand. they're even still a brand. Whoever he gets it with, he will get a shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, he declared for the draft today, so it's like official that he will be in the NBA next year. Uh, hopefully he doesn't get injured. It would be a shame to see somebody of his caliber go down like that. Um, are you guys excited for the uh, the potential of his Zion shoe, the next like type LeBron type of guy where he starts with a shoe coming out? As long as they don't tease it and then it doesn't happen, I'll be happy. But, I mean, I think it'll be cool. Um, I almost, like, I mean, I feel like it's almost, it feels like a done deal that he's going to go to Nike almost. Like, I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that he's going to go to anywhere but Nike. Um, and if he did, that'd be a big big shock and that'd be big news. Um, and good to whoever pays him the amount of money um, that they do. But, um, I mean, I think I think he definitely should be one of those LeBron guys who gets a signature shoe going into the NBA just because he busted out of his shoe in college. And I think that almost creates a storyline there. Like this guy's a tank. Like he I can see the commercials in the future already. Exactly. Like he's a tank. Like he needs a specially like made shoe to keep him locked in place until he doesn't rip out of it. Like the story writes itself. Like you don't have to do anything with him. Like he's already going to be such a big name. So it's going to be interesting to see that and I'm I'm sure right away he should get he should get a shoe and I think it it should be a pretty good shoe for sure. Now, if he does get one, how does Nike handle having, what, like eight signature athletes? Do they take one out? What do they do about that? Paul George has been slacking. That's all I have to say. (laughs) His signature shoe. He's played great this year. His signature shoe isn't anything crazy. I'll say that. But I've seen a comparison on Twitter. I don't know his at. It was some random guy. His direct quote was, the Paul George Nike line reminds me of the Adidas Dwight Howard line. <laughs> that's all you need to hear about that. Wow. It's not a, that's not a compliment if you haven't seen the Dwight Howard. It's, it's not a compliment. It just does not stand out to anybody. You know what did stand out, though? A little throwback. Those, uh, those John Wall rezigs back in the day. Wow. Maybe the best shoe. You said Dwight Howard Adidas line, and I immediately thought John Wall Reebok line. Because that's what you think of when you think of bad signature shoes. It's those, <laughs> those two. two. It's those two. Those two. So um, shout out to those two for having the worst. <laughs> the worst of the worst. Uh, Zion, don't If you do guys that. are listening, shout out. Shout out. Uh, John Wall, you, you probably have plenty of time to listen. Uh, Ouch. <laughs> can't really walk right now. You got plenty of time. Give us a listen. Give us a shout out. Um, hopefully you get a better shoe one day. Yeah, Adidas it. and Reebok let you down. So, <laughs> anyway, and, and Zion, you'll have a great shoe probably. Hopefully, if you uh, follow the Kyrie Duke line, then you'll be, be golden. Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for listening today. Um, another episode down again. Be on the lookout for our video series that uh, we just had recorded today. Also, it was a busy day for us. 
Uh, that'll be coming out who knows when. Hopefully soon. Soon. We'll link to it on our Instagram, at uh, Not Another Sneaker. You can also find it on all the Daily Emerald channels. Um, if you're not following them there, do so. Uh, you won't regret it. So You'll finally get to see what we rock. And, and what and, we look like. And what we look like, too, if you don't already know. Yeah, it's it was a pretty fun video. Like, not to spoil it, but, like, we we have a lot of shoes. <laughs> we, we realized that today. Yeah, and, and we already kind of knew that, but to see it. To see all of them together was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So be on the lookout. All right, guys. Thanks for listening again. We'll catch you on release date. See you later. <laughs>